Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the Phenomenal Forum. We are back, some would say better than ever. I'm your host, Matt Weinstein. Across the way, the big homie, Mark Sanger. To my left, the modern-day Clemaraja, Chris Klemazuski. It's been about a month since we've done this, correct? About a month, yeah. It feels longer, but I believe it's been a month. A lot has gone on. Some good, a lot of bad. And plenty of for us to dive into. I'm excited. Oh, I'm, I'm happy to be here. so excited. I've been waiting for the band to get back together, and we're back. We're ready than ever, and I'm just ready to get into it. Yeah, I'm really excited. That's right. The whole band, me, Clem, and Mark. <laughs> All three of us. Shout out Andrew Servideo. Again, well, so much to talk about. We're going to jump right in. I don't know if this is the biggest story going on right now in the professional wrestling world. But I think, if anything, it's top two, and that's Brock Lesnar, Mr. Money in the Bank. Mark, I got to start with you. Okay. <laughs> well, how do you feel? It was really bad. Let's, so the match was amazing. The, the latter match was incredible. Like we all, like, we were all going nuts. Very I, good. I wish we did a show prior to like predictions. I'm trying to think. I probably would have taken McIntyre. I think. I think Andrade was my pick. Andrade was your pick. I probably was going to say McIntyre. I had Andrade. Andrade also. But I was like. Wow, they're actually going to give Ali this brief because you look around, no one's there. It's like he's going to win. That's cool. And then you hear Brock's music hit, and I was just like, "Oh no!" And when Ali looks to be the guy to win the match, I was very, very excited. That was cool. I love. Would have been, been really good. So was I. I was really excited. And like Mark, like you said, there was no one around him, and we were like, "Oh, let's go! Mustafa Ali's about to win it!" And then Brock Lesnar's music hit, and we were. I honestly, I liked it. I didn't hate it at all. I actually like it a lot that Brock Lesnar has the money in the bank. I love it. I th- and I also... Guys, right when we're free of Brock and he's, we're not, never free he's of Brock. not stealing the main event and the main title anymore, he's back. Well, here's, here's why I love it. First, it took me about, it took me about a day to, fig- to really wrap my head around it. Because when it happened, I heard the music hit. I watched him come out and I'm like... At that point, I was just laughing. I was like, this is hysterical. This is Vince or whoever's backstage just trying to troll the fans. Like, oh, ha, 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 guess what? He's back. We know you don't like him. We're going to throw this briefcase on him. And origi- my immediate thought was I was a little bummed out because I had said it's been years, honestly, since Seth won Money in the Bank that we have had a long, solid carrying of the Money in the Bank briefcase where you never know when it's going to be cashed in. It's looming over everybody's head, and that's what we need. That's been some of the best cash-ins in history have been of guys who have held it for a long, long time. Edge and Seth Rollins both held it almost 300 days. And last year, Braun was bad. Alexa Bliss cashed in the night of. The year before that, you had... Carmella. Carmella, who held it what seemed like forever, but it didn't make any sense. And Corbin. And... Baron Corbin, <laughs> yeah, Baron Corbin <laughs> cashed it in and Cena lost a couple months. Again, it wasn't anything special. I was looking forward to another, like someone like an Andrade or even a Drew McIntyre, to have it for a good seven, eight months. Yeah, and that's what we we with the money in the bank. At least it gives like some of these like lower tier guys like Mustafa Ali, Andrade, even Finn too to give them the opportunity to win the money in the bank because we've seen it in the past, guys like like Edge, like CM Punk at the time, um, Dolph Ziggler, Alberto Del Rio, guys who really were, like, never really, like, high on, like, top-tier cards. It was their first world title. Exactly. Underdog guys. Yeah, yeah. it was, like, underdog guys. And we know Brock Lesnar's not an underdog guy, obviously, but... I think that's why it hurt me so much. Where this is... It's not the same thing, but it's similar to when he beat The Undertaker, when he broke the streak, like... He does not need this. This is an opportunity to give it to someone else to rise up their status and really develop a star. Because I know we all read the dirt sheets. We all see a lot of the rumors where whoever they give the briefcase to, they're going to really get behind and like turn him into a star and really build him up. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's exciting. And then Brock won. Well, I, I got to backtrack. First, I think that you make a good point comparing it to the Undertaker deal. 
No, Brock Lesnar didn't need to beat The Undertaker. And it's funny. Uh, I guess it was the about WrestleMania season a couple months ago. I had read, I don't know if it was an article, a couple different, different podcasts. Shout out the Ringer Podcast Network, ringer.com. And they did a they, like a rewatchables. We're going to rewatch WrestleMania 30, see how it ages over these past four years. And or five years, rather, and the biggest thing was, okay, the last thing they did, they gave out, like, a bunch of awards. There was, like, a who had, you know, WrestleMania 30 was the absolute peak for and only will go downhill, and the answer was Cesaro. And the that's just an example, but the biggest one was who benefited the most from the outcome of WrestleMania 30, and the answer's not Daniel Bryan. The answer is Paul Heyman because Brock beating The Undertaker, it didn't put Brock over. He was over enough. It put over Paul Heyman. It gave him five years of selling his client and whoever. It put Paul Heyman over as that huge heel advocating for whoever. Obviously, him beating The Undertaker, it should have led to, oh, well, whoever finally beats him is going to get a huge rub. The issue was it was Roman Reigns, who everybody was already soured on. So that fell flat. But that's a story for another day. But does Brock Lesnar need the Money in the Bank briefcase to answer your question? No. However... This is a very, very interesting story because in the time between WrestleMania and Money in the Bank, it was announced Brock Lesnar has officially retired from MMA. He's in here for the long haul. Yeah, now he is. So the issue early previously was, oh, he's not going to really bump for that many guys. He doesn't want to get hurt. You know, he's got that Daniel Cormier fight looming. That's not happening. Mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar is a professional wrestler from here on out. Do I think he's going to be on Raw every single week and compete? No. But he's going to do a lot more than he has done prior. I'll tell you what the saving grace for me would be if I don't want to see him and Seth again. Get away from Seth. If he cashed in on Kofi... And he's semi-regular on SmackDown once a month, twice a month. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I think uh, I agree with you. I think, yeah, I don't think we're going to see him with uh, Seth Rollins. I think we're going to see him more on SmackDown, if anything. He can't like, lose the cash-in, right? There's no scenario where Brock Lesnar loses his cash-in. Oh, so. my God. If, if, he lose, if he were to lose the cash-in, I feel like the money in the bank is just not credible anymore. No, but he'll, he'll win the title regardless of what title it ends up being. And I think that... Obviously, the Seth Rollins matchup we saw and the Kofi matchup, do I want to see him take the title of Kofi Kingston? Not particularly. Will it happen? Yeah, there's a good possibility. However, I think that there are so many fresh matchups for Brock Lesnar as a, I'm not going to call him a full-time performer, but more than the part-time that he was. He will wrestle a little more. That's at least my honest opinion. And when he was the Universal Champion for what... Really, for two full years, he was lost the title for about two months. In that two-year span, he wrestled the same handful of people. It was Roman and Samoa Joe and Braun and Kane and these guys that we really, not only were we not really getting behind, with the exception, yeah, you could say Samoa Joe and you guys, Braun, at least, I couldn't, I didn't care he about Braun. He got Finn, he got Seth, he, he, got, got, he got AJ. Right, with the exception of those, those were one-offs, yeah. but the majority, yeah, like the continuous. he wrestled those bigger guys. Sure, he wrestled the Daniel Bryan and the AJ and the Finn, and we loved it. Yeah. But I think now that he's here and he's what seems to be here to stay, there's so many guys, like, I, st- I still want to see Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. There's so I want to see Brock Lesnar versus Drew McIntyre. There are so many guys who he can get in the ring with, and at this point, we'll take bumps for. Yeah, exactly. Like you mentioned, you have Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley. You even have now, uh, you can even say Finn Balor again if you want to. You have Andrade. You have Kevin Owens. Bray Wyatt is looming, coming back any what we hope any day now. Kevin so. Owens is a good one. Yeah, you so. have Kevin Owens. You, again, Kofi Kingston, he is the champion. That's a match we're bound to see. Brock Lesnar versus a healthy Big E. Who knows? There are so many matches that it's almost like the, it's a breath of fresh air. And it's funny to say that Brock Lesnar is bringing a breath of, breath of fresh air, but I honestly think he is. It's a Brock party. The problem with these scenarios is a lot of these ideas would be like one-off single matches on SmackDown. That would never happen. That Brock would never sign up to do. I, I know we hope that he's like more regular now, but I don't see him ever wrestling on SmackDown or Raw. But... Let's say he wrestles and defends the title at every pay-per-view once a month. If we get Lesnar wrestling once a month and appearing 
let's say, every other week on TV. That'd be big. And there's where you can have those one-off matches. You throw Kevin Owens the title shot against Brock Lesnar. You do that Bobby Lashley match, McIntyre, whoever it is, and then you build up to a SummerSlam where you're going to do a Brock Lesnar versus a top-tier talent. If you want to go down the Roman Reigns path again, whoever it is. But you have those matches, you have those opportunities to give these guys chances in the ring with Brock Lesnar. Does this only work if he has the belt? No, I don't think so. What's the incentive, then, if he loses the belt? I feel like he has to have the belt forever for this, like, hypothetical. I think... Un- you can just show him as, like, like like he is the beast incarnate. You can just show him dominating anyone. I don't think he really needs the belt. We know we know he can win the belt at any time, really, from anyone. And I think the most fun part about it is that he does have this briefcase. They did the funny little story. It was like, yeah, I'm going to cash in, I'm going to cash in. And then he found out that he has a full year that he didn't know. Back to my point earlier where I wanted a Money in the Bank holder who, you know, is looming over everybody. Who better than Brock Lesnar? You're always going to be looking over your shoulder. He can come out anytime and cash it in. He's doing the, yeah this Brock party thing, Brock in the bank. He's dancing with the boombox. It's hilarious. It's good television. Oh, I love it. It's one of the few things that they're currently doing correctly. This guy is always going to be there, whether he's there or not. The idea of him, oh, he's got the case. Is he coming back? Whereas when he was Universal Champion for two months, for two years, it was, oh, well, we'll see him at SummerSlam, and then we'll get him at Survivor Series, then we'll see him at the Rumble, then we'll see him at Mania, and that was it. Yeah. Now it's he has the case. Where is he? It's gonna be exciting. It's just real. I'm real. I'm all for Brock having the the money in the bank, and I'm all for him holding it for a while now, which he seems like he does, like you mentioned, Matt, like he didn't realize he had a year to cash in, so... Which was hysterical, and I believe that for a hundred... You, you could buy that. <laughs> he, yeah, honestly, he has no idea know. what's going on, yeah. But, so, um, yeah, I'm all for this. I am happy that there were also rumors that he was going to announce he was cashing in on Seth at the Saudi Arabia show. I'm glad that's not happening. Yeah, and we don't but, need another of these announcing, oh, I'm going to cash it in on this day. We don't need – we've had that last year. It was so bad. And that's not what Money in the Bank is. No, I agree. I think I think Bailey's actually worked really well, how she cashed in the night of, but, like, I think the other one should hold it for a long time. Exactly. So. And you br- you bring up a good point, those interesting two words that that, uh, that place. we got Super Showdown next Friday. Uh, it's, not, it's not there. It's somewhere else. It's, it's – yeah. It's, it's we, never been said, right? We got we got Super Show – yeah. Jetta. I think the one time you said it today is plenty. It's the global event. You know it's equal to or greater than WrestleMania? I heard equivalent to, but... Equivalent. I've heard both, which... Disgusting. So so let's... All the tongue-in-cheek. Here we go. Super Showdown, next Friday, in Saudi Arabia. The third of ten shows that they have to do there in a ten-year span. (sighs) And the first one they did, it was like, are they really going there? This is weird. Oh, they did it. The second one, it was no way they're going to go. All these people don't want to go. All They went again. Like John Cena and Daniel Bryan pulled out. They're not doing and it. Now yeah. they ha- and Roman was going to pull out, but he ended up being diagnosed with the leukemia. He it didn't have sick. to make yeah. that decision. And now they're doing it again where every, ev- where every decision that Vince McMahon makes at this point with AEW looming is so is under a microscope. Everything that Vince does is going to be questioned a million times over, and they're going to continue to go to this place. Terrible. And promote it like it is bigger than their biggest show of the year. They're going to make more money from it than they do from WrestleMania. Oh, absolutely. Which is disgusting, which is why they bill it as such. That's why they go. But to stop, but their product has taken a huge hit because of it. It's a glorified house show. Yeah. yeah They've 100%. never like when they come, you know, to Nassau Coliseum and they have a house show and they say, "Yeah, you know, Seth Rollins is going to wrestle Drew McIntyre." That match has no bearing on what happens on TV. Yeah. Regardless of the outcome, regard any of those matches at any house show, it doesn't translate over to the main roster television programs. And quite frankly, will Super Showdown translate over will the results probably not i doubt any titles change hands i doubt anything big with bearing circumstances happens but they're putting their product on pause to build up to this house show with matches that do not matter goldberg undertaker outside of the theme mashup which is amazing doesn't need to happen triple h randy Randy Orton, orton 
Doesn't Roman need to happen. Reigns, Shane McMahon. Dude, I'm on YouTube the other day and I see like a hype video and it was Triple H, Randy Orton. I was like, what is this? I didn't even know what was happening. And it was like, oh, this this Friday. I was like, no way. I'm I, I'm sitting with my. I was chilling with my buddy the other day from Memorial Day, and I'm like, bro, I'm I don't I, I really don't want to see the Demon Balor versus Andrade. And he was like, wait, the Demon Balor's fighting Andrade. And I was like, yeah. He was like, on like Tuesday. He was like. Are you, he was like, are you kidding me? Like, he was stunned it was happening because, like... It'll be an amazing match, but... Like, I'm so disinterested in it. And last time we did, we had a live show during... It was... Yeah. It was funny. It was it was bad. They brought Shawn Michaels out of retirement. It was Here's terrible. the biggest beef with the whole thing. They're billing it as better or bigger than WrestleMania. They're, it, Who made it better in WrestleMania? The women. <laughs> Who's not allowed to go? Like, sure. There you go. Um, it's, it's bad. It's as bad... As it was in November and last June, and it's only going to get worse the more they go there, and they're going to continue. You're so right, though, how they're like putting everything on pause. Like you watch it, just they're doing this nonsense storylines. Like, what is this about? It's like, oh, it's about Saudi Arabia. Like next. Uh. And you had, like you had mentioned, Cena and Daniel Bryan pulled out in November. Roman would have, and Sami Zayn was not allowed to go because of his ethnicity. He would have been killed. Guess what? Alistair Black is not going. He's not allowed to go. Because of his religion, he would also probably get in a lot of trouble for himself. Kevin Owens, pulled out, doesn't want to go. These are top-tier talents who are saying, we are not going to your show. We won't support this. And you know there are others that we just don't hear about. Yeah, exactly. There's definitely other. Because the difference, these guys, a a Kevin Owens, a Daniel Bryan, a John Cena, they're not worried about getting themselves what into little heat. I mean, Owens, it's interesting, but I, I do think he's high enough on the totem pole. Hey, I'm not going. All right, look, we'll see you on Tuesday. Dude, he's not going to let Kevin Owens leave. Exactly. No shot. And Cena and Daniel Bryan, they're set. They're fine. Yeah. But other guys, low, if it weren't for, if Sami Zayn and Aleister Black didn't have the, I don't want to call them excuses, but like legitimate reasons yeah. to not go, I I think that those are two guys who may not pull no, the there's bear. probably a lot of pressure there where it's, Vince and them probably tell you, you don't have to go, but you're going to be SOL if you don't go. Like, you're in trouble. Yeah. It's it's just, I can't, I don't, I'm no interest in this. And it's really does suck because you can use this, like, three-week span to or month span or whatever it is to build up to the next pay-per-view. What's the next pay-per-view after this? I don't even know because they don't I talk about exactly. it. Exactly. Extreme that's Rules what, coming up. Is, is that Extreme Rules? Did I, did I just make that up? I think it was supposed to be Backlash. I yeah, think it's extreme rules. Okay, well, we'll, we'll say right. we'll say it's extreme rules. Either way, they could be using this time to build up the matches that are going to be set for extreme rules. You don't need to jam this super mania showdown extravaganza in Jetta down our throat. Like you're not like it's just so pointless. Like, I get why Vince is doing it. It's for the money. And okay, yeah, it's a business. You got to make money. I get that. You got the XFL. Around the corner, she's probably using this to finance the XFL. I get that, but there's it. But it's so ethically. Yeah, what are you doing? Exactly. And they're giving us matches, and it is a glorified house show. They're giving us matches that do not matter. They have no bearing on the product. Undertaker versus Goldberg, Triple H, Randy Orton. Again, this Roman Shane McMahon, who the Shane McMahon Miz story was great. I loved it. It's Roman Shane. It's Roman versus Shane. I thought it was Roman versus Elias. No, they did that already. Aren't they? They're doing Roman versus Shane. Because okay. he's the best uh, in the world, yeah, obviously, sure. where he was crowned. Shane's been terrible on TV, by the and way. And what I'm trying we'll, to get We'll get, get to that, but the, it's been The terrible. Shane Miz story, we're going to get to it right now. This Shane Miz story was incredible. It was great. They got Miz over as the babyface, which we assumed was the plan. Yeah. But it turns out the plan was to get Shane over as this big heel. Why is he still on my television? And why didn't the Miz ever beat him? It was one thing that Miz didn't get to win at Mania. Fine. But you have this next match. It's a steel cage match. You have Miz go over in that match, and you're done. And that's not what they did. Shane McMahon is still going strong, and now he's in a program with the top wrestler in the company in Roman Reigns. What? Disgusting. Remember the the, uh, State of the Union address when uh, the three McMahons and Triple H were out there? It's going to be different. This is going to be better. It's not different. No more authority figures. It lasted a week until Shane's, like, pushing his weight around. He's not the GM anymore, but he's still... It's ugly. And you would think, you know, Matt, like you just said, you mentioned for the quickest second with AEW looming. And especially how good how good all uh, double or nothing was. And I didn't forget. We will get into it, but keep going. You think you know they would change it up? Like, oh crap! 
this was really good. I know uh, Vince probably didn't watch it, but I bet Shane and Triple H did, or at least they know about it. But exactly, they don't care. Vince isn't worried about it. No, I know because they're the top dogs. It's it's like Roger Goodell caring about what the XFL is going to do. He's not. Everyone's going to watch the NFL. I'll tell you what, we're going to step aside for a quick break. We're going to get into it right on the back end. We're going to talk AEW. We're going to talk how this might affect Vince and the rest of the WWE, but we're going to take our first quick break here. It's the Phenomenal Forum on the wave, the sound of LIU. You gotta be a bit crazy, a little bit out your mind. If you've been drinking, then you go out and drive. You're risking countless lives and your own too. Plus, you risk hurting everyone that knows you. Yeah, they'll be so blue, standing at your burial, thinking that you were a fool while at your memorial. The point is, you shouldn't risk those lives. If you drink, don't drive. If you drink, don't drive. Spend yeah. a few bucks on a cab or sleep while you've been drinking. If you drink, don't drive. Stay alive, start thinking. Stay sober, arrive alive. If you drink, don't drive. If you drink, don't drive. Mad dog. Did you know that Post has nutritionists on campus offering free year-round counseling to all students and staff? You can contact them to ask questions or set up a free appointment by emailing post-nutritionist at liu.edu or calling 516-299-2881. Follow the Post Nutritionist on Instagram and Twitter at sensible underscore bites. Total Access is your show for all the hits. I still can't Want more? Then don't forget to check out Total Access. Listen Tuesdays from 4 to 5 on The Wave. For over 50 years, the Pioneer has kept LIU Post informed on all things happening on campus and beyond. Pick up a copy today for free, in print or online, and get connected with the Post community. Stay up to date on the latest in news and opinion. Plus, get exclusive coverage of LIU Post Pioneer Sports. The Pioneer is for post, by post, and there's always an opportunity to get involved. To find out how you can contact, join, or advertise in the Pioneer, visit liupostpioneer.com. Get your copy of this week's Pioneer in Hillwood Commons, or visit liupostpioneer.com to download the latest edition, The Pioneer, informing LIU Post for over 50 years. This is the Phenomenal Forum on the Wave, the sound of LIU. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Phenomenal Forum here on the Wave, the sound of LIU. Matt Weinstein, Mark Sanger, modern day Klima Roger, Chris Klimazuski here with you. So the big news on everybody's mind, I promise you we didn't forget about it, all elite wrestling, double or nothing, this past weekend. Clem, we had watched it together. It, it Romantically, ex- it exce- we watched it. Well, that, you could say that. I wouldn't agree. <laughs> it exceeded all expectations. It really oh, did. my goodness. I This was the first ever indie show I ever watched. I didn't watch New Japan. I never watched Ring of Honor. I didn't watch any of that stuff. This was the official, uh, official first one I watched, and I was blown away about how good this pay-per-view was. And, Matt, we said it after the show. Or maybe I texted you the day the morning after. This was better than anything we've seen from the WWE in like I'll say like a year or two. This was so good. It's a different style. It's a different program. This is a wrestling show. Yeah. Whereas the Raw and SmackDown that we've been getting is a show with some wrestling. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's and I think Drew said it in our group chat. It was like Don't give him any credit. But what did he say? <laughs> Yeah, I think it was like, you know, the WWE focuses more on the storyline while AEW focuses more on the wrestling, which is right. And if that's the case, you'd think at least the storylines would make sense and would be solid. But no. Which they have not been since post-WrestleMania. To be fair, it was an amazing first impression, but we do have to see, like, what they do on live television. 100%. We can't just give them all the... Right, but the the biggest announcement coming out of... Double or nothing. John Moxley, formerly known as Dean Ambrose, makes his debut. He attacks Chris Jericho. He attacks Kenny Omega. John Moxley is free. Oh yeah, he He's all is. Elite. He is all elite. And Matt, like you mentioned, we were watching it together at your house, and you fell asleep for. I did. It was late. I watched for, the whole thing back. He, we, he fell asleep during Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega. Ooh. 
Chris Jericho ends up winning. Dude, I'm like, all right, cool. So I'm like, all right, this is this was that was a pretty awesome match. And then you hear the crowd getting like louder and louder. And I'm like, and then you see it, John Moxley coming out from the stands. And I throw my hat at Matt. I'm like, Matt, wake up, wake up. He's like, what? Well, I'm like, look. And it's like, I'm like, it's John Moxley. I'm like, yo, this is so cool. Oh my god, I loved it. And so well, a little bit of the backstory. So the first match on the pre-show they called it the buy-in hangman page wins the battle royal he gets a title shot there's no title yet so he's gonna wrestle the winner of this jericho omega match jericho wins so we're gonna get jericho versus hangman page and i'm not sure what show it's at because they have like three shows in advance already booked and they're booking matches for different shows like i know at one cody is tagging with gold dust against the young bucks but at another one he's wrestling some other guy in a singles match yeah they got be all in so like I'm not sure when each show is, but they're booking in advance. But we're going to get Hangman Page versus Chris Jericho, which leaves Kenny Omega open for that John Moxley match. Which is I, the fact that I'm just, I can't even wrap my brain around the fact that we're going to get that it's match. It's going to be insane. Yeah, that was obviously what they alluded to. He he gave uh, Dean, uh, Jericho a dirty deed. So I don't know if we're still calling it that, but. Right now. It, yeah. And then the you DDT, have like you a long, well. drawn out beatdown of Kenny. So that's what we're getting. That's awesome. That's going to be amazing. It's just crazy. Like, all forever, it was like, oh, it's a work with Dean. Like, yeah. he's, he's coming back. And then what, like, when you Never. see him there and when he's flipping off the crowd, and it, I was just like, wow, this like actually yeah. happened. And I've been, I was listening to, I've been listening to old episodes of the Phenomenal Forum. And it was, it you was. You get them all on iTunes. Exactly. iTunes. Shameless plug. Cheap plug. But. I'm listening to that, and me, Mark, and Drew, we all said there was like, "Oh, this is a work. There's no way he's leaving, and if he does, he's he's not going to go anywhere else." Boy, were we wrong! You're saying, "Oh yeah, him and Renee are going to get pregnant. They're going to do this. They're going to start I a family." Yeah, every it was. Time you saw, I was like, "This is." This and is, Matt was yeah, Matt was the only was one who was like, like, "Everything we know about this guy outside of the ring." Is that he's a lifer? Like this is what every, he, this is what he wants to he do. Everything he was saying really seemed like he was burned out. Like he really like wanted to break and all this, and he has Renee and everything, so it kind of felt like he was going to step away for a but little it, bit. It, but it was never, I want a break from wrestling. It was, I need a break from the WWE. Yeah, that's what yeah, I was. And it, that was conf- very apparent. Yeah, now that we, you know, the Talkies Jericho podcast came out, he interviewed John Moxley on it, and you all heard it there. Like, Dude, the whole he, story what was going on and everything. buried WWE. Oh, yeah. And I, lo- I love the way he did it because the very first thing he's at the first couple minutes, he talks about how much, you know, how much he loved, like the different things there that he did love. You know, uh, he loved working there. He he grew up there. He, he was there for eight years. He met his wife. So if nothing else came up with yeah, him that from was that, really good. yeah, he met his wife. He loved doing all the Make a Wish stuff. He said they do get a lot right. All right, now here's two hours of me. Talking about why this is ridiculous, why yeah. I needed to get out of it. And that. he was saying some of the stuff, like, that he was just like, and I remember watching that stuff on TV, and I'm just like, and I remember going, we, us saying, like, this was so dumb of Dean Ambrose doing all that stuff, and I'm, well, I'm glad Dean Ambrose thought the same thing, and, like, that wasn't Dean Ambrose's idea. It's so funny, like, looking back at it, because you remember the, uh, the doctor one. Yeah, it was he that. Was it was shot, where the I was like, shot, this is terrible. Masks, the whole and thing. then he goes on this lengthy thing to Jericho about how bad it was and how he fought yeah. against it, and he, he just can't win the argument, he just does it. He was saying how he was actually, like, depressed. Like, he would, like, wake up for a TV day, and, like, he didn't want to get out of bed. Like, he was just miserable. And, like, well, you, you can imagine where, because what he goes into detail on this podcast with Jericho, give it a listen, that he would show up every day, they'd give him a bad script, he would talk to somebody, he'd try to get it changed, they'd say, oh, Vince doesn't want it to change, so he'd go talk to Vince, and just every single, it's like Groundhog Day, he'd get through this in the same arguments every single week with Vince McMahon until he finally just said, if this is what you want, I'm the best guy to do it. Yeah. I w- if anybody's going to get it done, it's going to be me. And it, it did, like, the stuff he put out, was believable, like, because Dean Ambrose is that good, or John Moxley, you want to say now. He's that good at what he did, so he put out a good product. But was the product good? Absolutely not. It was garbage supreme. I All I know is that there is so much in... So, John Moxley debuts in AEW Saturday. As of recording, today is Friday. The matches he already has booked 
it, are absurd. They're you, let, they're letting him do some independence. You got to right. You got to assume the Kenny Omega match is going to happen. He's wrestling Joey Janela. He's wrestling Sammy Callahan, which got announced today. And there's so many more that I can't think of off the top of my head. This guy is going to do so much incredible work. Mm-hmm. And the WWE ha- had him and just didn't use him. Dean Ambrose was a top f- five guy in the WWE. And they literally just lost their best product. One of their best products in Dean Ambrose. And now he's John Moxley. And Matt, like you said, you ha- he has so much... You're like. Even years down the road, you have Chris Jericho, you have Cody Rhodes, Dustin Rhodes, Hangman Page, Pac, whenever he decides exactly. to come back. And who knows who else is going to come over from the WWE. More people are coming. And yeah. now that's the conversation to have. How does all elite wrestling affect WWE and their plans? In my personal opinion, I think Vince probably doesn't care. Because at the end of the day... So far, he doesn't. Because at the, at the end of the day... No wrestling company, no matter whatever happens, mm-hmm. until as long as Vince McMahon is living, yeah. as long as the W and even the, Chris Jericho God said forbid, it in the podcast, it, where if Triple H is next, whatever happens, nobody is going to beat them. Yeah, D- Dean said uh, he's going to die on the chair. That was Dean's quote. But no, but there, I don't think there's any, nobody could beat them. All Elite could do this incredible work. They could bring every single wrestler ever. And they could get all the, they could have these eight star matches, but it's not going to matter. Yeah. Because WWE is the machine. Yeah, exactly. And you're not going to beat them. It's an alternative. It's a great alternative. They could beat their ratings. That I think, right. They could beat their money. It's a great alternative that I think a lot of people are going to gravitate towards. The biggest thing is it's going to be PG 14 or PG 13, whatever it is. It's going to be edgy. It's not going to be. It's going to be what we got in the early, the late 90s and the early 2000s. Replicating that, it's going to be awesome. It's, it's going to be awesome, and Matt, like you said, even Jericho said it on the podcast. No one, the WWE knows what they are about. They know they're the top dogs, and no one's going to beat them. And they're right, he, and he's right. He's absolutely right. But what AEW does, it gives, it gives wrestling fans a change of view. It's like it's it's an alternative, and it's going to be it's going to be revolutionary. And like we just mentioned, you know, who's going to come over from WWE next? If I had to put a best guess on who's coming over from WWE next. Sasha Banks. I wouldn't doubt it. We'll see. And there's a lot of people who have, you know, they've been talking about their contracts or just off TV. You have someone like a Luke Harper who asked for his release. You have guys like Rusev who has been very outspoken about his displeasure. You have the revival. You have guys like that. And then. Like Mike Kanellis. Yeah, Mike Mike Kanellis and Maria. They said, like, Maria had tweeted. A couple days ago, hey, by the way, our contracts are up in three weeks. Just saying. Like, stuff like that. Or even the big one that JR had even said, because he's, like, working with AEW with the ta- like, in, like, talent relations and stuff. And they didn't release the name, but it's pretty much, you can put the pieces together, that he had asked about Tyler Breeze. And they, they, they signed him to a new deal. Tyler Breeze is now officially an NXT talent again. He's wrestling Velveteen Dream at TakeOver. That's what he this, He's wrestling Velveteen Dream at, on TakeOver this Saturday, which we have to get into. I totally it slipped my mind, but that's another guy. Guys like that, We ha- Ty Dillinger already jumped ship. We saw Sean Spears at All Elite Wrestling. There's a window for these guys to leave and do this somewhere else. Exactly. And AEW, whether it's not even New Japan or Ring of Honor anymore, AEW gives people the best opportunity to get, to give people what they want, like it's like Dean on, said on network television. Exactly, in the States. that's the exactly. most important thing. They yeah, exactly. TV it's deal. not like you know, it's not like TNA where it's like taking a backtrack. We have to watch it at 12, 12 a.m. in the morning, like stream it or something. Like yeah, that. exactly. You don't TV have to do deal. that. You you're on TNT. You get Tuesday Night Dynamite. We're gonna be we're gonna be watching AEW on TV every single week, and you get like Dean like John Moxley said. You get they they're giving you the creative, like you're being creative that the WWE freedom, yeah. yeah that WWE is not giving you. The big takeaway for me for all uh, all or nothing, the whole time leading up to it was Cody it was Jericho it was everyone who was involved. Brandy they said it's we're not competing with WWE. We're not trying to like really go after them. We're an alternative. That was like their like their word alternative. And then at the actual show, there was a lot of shots at WWE. Oh yeah, a the, lot in of Cody's shots. entrance. 
Cody Hammer, with the Triple, Triple H, H throw, and he gets a sledgehammer. They got Bret Hart to walk down, hold up the belt. Like they were just... apparently they they wanted Ric Flair, but he ended up getting hospitalized. They had a couple of blood clots. He's out. He seems to be all right. They right. wanted Ric Was Flair. Was he going to do it? Was that like I would assume so for a paycheck? I doubt. I doubt he would say no. But yeah, they get Bret Hart. They're doing all. They get. They're doing all this. John Moxley is there. As soon as it ends, Cody and Dean are flipping off the crowd and on the Twitter picture. Like they are just going. Right. Oh at yeah. Them. Like it's like oh yeah, we're not going to take shots at WWE. Psych. We are. And even it's they mentioned. And even they mentioned. Um, I saw this little article. Matt, remember when they first introduced like the crowd? They were like, "We have a record-breaking crowd here." They were that was taking a shot at the WWE because they always fudge their numbers. Yeah. Because I was like, "There's no way there's twenty thousand people here." Can you fit? I mean, they sold out real quick. And actually, the, the one more thing that I do want to talk about, double or nothing, before we go to the, our next break, I had mentioned it to you while we were watching it, Chris. The MJF is the greatest thing. To well, go. he's he's great. That's, <laughs> that's that's not even a question, but. During the Cody Goldust match, Cody Dustin, Dustin is 50 years old. In his last, say, three years of his WWE contract, how many matches did he wrestle on television? Not a lot. Not Who a knows? A ha- exactly. When did he have the thing with Cena for like a minute? Like I think it was during, well, no, it was during Cena's Open Challenge, probably. So 2015, when he was U.S. champ, right after Mania. So that's, off the top of your head, that's the last thing you can remember. Yeah, that's four so. years ago. Dustin, again, 50 years old, left, got himself into great shape, put on an incredible match with Cody. Obviously, the story was bigger than the match, but he he looked very good in the ring. Oh, yeah. There are countless guys and girls in the back for WWE, like Goldust, who just were never used, who, if given a chance, can go for 20 minutes. A guy like Tyler Breeze, who is now going back to NXT to wrestle Velveteen Dream for the North American title, that's going to be the best match of that card. Yeah. You have so many guys, again, the Revival, who aren't being used. Luke Harper, who wasn't being used. Mike Kanellis. The list goes on. There are so many guys who just aren't the Sanity guys, just who just are not on TV. EC3, another one. If you give them the ball, they'll take it and run with it, but there's only so many balls, and they're going to continue to give them to the top guys and the Brock Lesnar's and the Roman Reigns and all the guys who are on TV every single week. Yeah, and this gives you, even like we mentioned, Ty Dillinger was a household name in NXT, gets called up, does nothing. He goes over to now AEW, he's Sean Spears, and he was incredible in that battle royal. It was, it was just... He did get eliminated by the guy who didn't have any legs. Ah, yeah, I so know. That, that was ugly, but I, I thought he was going to make it till the end. But he said he didn't sign with them. He just did like the one off. Right. Well, yeah, he's There's yeah, a lot he's doing of guys one off. Like but I, I, I can imagine he'll sign in the future. Right now, yeah, he's he's got a show tonight for Kurt Hawkins' Create a Pro. He's going to be fighting MJF is doing that too, so that'll be exciting. We didn't talk about our boy Luchasaurus, man. He signed. I saw he that. That's why <laughs> he was in the battle royal. This dude was he was great. I love Luchasaurus, it's man. It's kind of sad that we're not talking about the current product at all because it's been so bad on Raw. That's what we're saying. And we, when we got when we watched mo- back mo- on Monday the Raw and SmackDown, we were like. Are we kidding? This is what they're putting out after AEW just threw I this they were out here. Pull out all the stops. That's what I was thinking it too. Matter. Get some it's, legends, have some even, crazy match. It's not even. I think it was uh, in the thought of Vince McMahon it that it's competition. Seth Sammy, right? The main event. Yeah. And no, it was but a good match. But they know it's there, and they should. I'm not. They know they're not going to lose, and I get that's engraved in Vince's head. But they got to do something better because the they n- will lose ratings. The night after AEW. They have Baron Corbin win the match to fight Seth, and he takes out AJ Styles to win the match to I, fight. I'm just sitting there like, this can't be real life, guys. Like, this the, can't be. The we're... only bright side of that is what I've been sa- I've been saying for a while. Baron Corbin's going to get a title shot eventually. There's no bright side of this. And no, but he he's going to. They've built him up. Why? He's a top heel in the company. I don't know why, but that's what they've been doing. So it's inevitable. The good thing is it is it is happening. At Super Showdown, a glorified house show that a lot of people probably aren't even going to watch to begin with. This won't be the last of Corbin, though. It doesn't matter. I think, but it'll be the last of Corbin in the Universal Title picture. I feel, which is a good thing. I I think that he'll be tagging with Bobby Lashley to fight Seth and whoever. Who insert name yeah. here on Raw the next 
Wow, he can continue to tag with WWE champ Kofi Kingston because you know the wild card. Wild rule, card, yeah. Don't even get me started. Which with we've that. yet oh to talk God. about. I'm gonna have to get you started right after this quick break. We're it's gonna get into so the wild card rule. We've been waiting for a while, but first we're gonna step aside here. It's the phenomenal forum on the wave, the sound of LIU. You gotta be a bit crazy, a little bit out your mind If you've been drinking, then you go out and drive You're risking countless lives, and your own too Plus you risk hurting everyone that knows you Yeah, they'll be so blue, standing at your burial Thinking that you were a fool while at your memorial The point is, you shouldn't risk those lives If you drink, don't drive, if you drink, don't drive Spend a few bucks on a cab, or sleep while you've been drinking If you drink, don't drive, stay alive, start thinking Stay sober, arrive alive If you drink, don't drive, if you drink, don't drive Mad dog Get your start in radio and let your voice be heard. Join the wave today by visiting the station right behind Hillwood. Campus Concierge in the lobby of Hillwood Commons is here to make campus life easier, more fun, and more affordable. They offer answers to all of your post-related questions, discounted movie tickets, free essentials like pens, highlighters, notepads, ice scrapers, and more. Plus locker rentals, laundry and dry cleaning services, ticket sales for campus events and trips, and much more. For more info, call 516-299-2800 or stop by the desk in the lobby of Hillwood Commons. Follow the wave on Twitter and Instagram at the sound of LIU. Having trouble writing a paper? The LIU Post Writing Center is here to help. Located in Humanities 202, the Writing Center has peer tutors who are ready to help you with your writing skills brainstorming, outlines, thesis statements, ESL concerns, and more. We also have a lending library full of free books for anyone to take home. Stop by Humanities 202 to work one-on-one with a tutor or call us at 516-299-2732. And check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and our blog. Oh, you didn't know you better call somebody. The D-O-double-G. It can't quit. Get rowdy. rowdy. This is the Phenomenal Forum on the Wind. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Phenomenal Forum on the wave, the sound of LIU. Matt Weinstein, Mark Sanger, modern-day Klimaraja, Chris Klimazuski here with you. Now, we mentioned it right before the break, the wild card rule running wild through the WWE these past several weeks, basically since the Superstar Shakeup happened the week after WrestleMania. It, it's unfortunately running wild on us because this is terrible. Like, it's so stupid. The product was so stale and so bad, and you get so excited. It's like, all right, the shakeups next week, it's going to be a lot better. It's going to be fresh. It's going to be different. And they did the shakeup. It was some good moves, some bad moves, and then they just do this, and it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, like, I remember when we were watching it, and we all we were literally all texting in the group chat, there's no way this is real. There's no way this is real. Oh, this is just going to be for this week. No, we were we were wrong. This is this is instituted in the WWE now because it's so like I just don't get what's going through Vince's mind when he's thinking of this the stuff. The timing was so so poor because it was the we it, like the shakeup happened. You establish all of these people; they're either on Raw or they're on SmackDown Live, and then the next week, Kofi Kingston comes out on Monday Night Raw. Huh, this doesn't really add up. And we just keep going back and forth every single week. Drew McIntyre's on both shows. He's a, a henchman of Shane McMahon. Don't get me started. But all of this going back and forth and nothing matters and there's no boundaries and we can do what we want because it's the wild card rule and it's great and everybody's everywhere. It, who does it be- does it benefit anybody? No, it doesn't. It doesn't benefit anyone. You know what? Then what was the point of the shakeup? And then what's the point of the brand split at this point? Because you're gonna you're having people on different shows every week. What's the point? Stay on one show. Make it two different things. That's what we like. We like that it's two. We like that we can have Roman on SmackDown and then Becky Lynch on Raw, and they don't have to switch. But that's what we like. We don't need to see them two days in a row. I think the start of it was the fact that Becky had both championships. So it's Becky's fault. No. <laughs> no, I know. But. <laughs> but I think that because she was going back and forth, which wasn't good to begin with. Yeah. Oh, well, it's, everybody will go back and forth. Well, that goes back sense. to... One, putting Charlotte in the main event, which we, we've talked about before. and uh, Talked about yesterday, actually. <laughs> two, for no reason, taking the belt off Asuka and giving it to Charlotte just to make that main event bigger for no reason. Didn't, I think, uh, didn't I, need that. I think Asuka's been on TV once since Mania. Yeah. 
Uh, I don't, look, like just don't get even get me started. No, she's a kabuki warrior with uh, what's her name? That's with uh, with Kyrie Sane. That's correct. Which uh, like, which I'm fine with. It because Kyrie like, Sane's great, and they'll make. Doesn't feel like that's okay to say, but sure. probably not. But Vince probably saw it once, thought it was funny. Thought and it was yeah. a cool word. They're the kabuki warriors now. <laughs> what is a kabuki? I don't know. Does anyone know? I don't know, but he put the, the fact that he put them together. In, to begin all, with, probably wasn't okay. No, I I don't hate that they're a tag team because they're great together. And Kyrie, we've they've seen, been on TV two times. Oh, I know. Oscar shouldn't be a tag team, in my opinion. I just don't. Think no, that, yeah, obviously, yeah. But sense. you have so much stuff going on already on on SmackDown. I mean, like even with the wild card rule, now anyone can just come over. It's so it's such a mess. Like you just think about all of it. Just like, what, the, like, what is happening? What are they doing? Like I like like this. They is don't. What, that's the problem. They, nobody knows. It's, nope. it's yeah, just well, a cluster of like nonsense. We'll, we'll hang on until some, we can figure something out. But until then, oh, we're just gonna have everybody everywhere. There's no continuity. There's no. no there's nothing, and that's what you heard no when rules. when John Moxley was talking about it in on, on the Chris Jericho podcast. That you know you would have the writers write something up, and then and then Vince McMahon would change it the day of. Like, like what? Like so? He's and he said it too. Vince McMahon is ruining the WWE. He really is. And you could start seeing... It's, see, but, like, to say something like that so far... Look, I'm not telling you that. No, there's no way that's true. Is it a possibility? Sure. But we don't know what goes on. We don't know who makes all of the decisions. If everything goes through Vince, if he makes some and he's got people... But dude, every time through, someone leaves right. and they give their take, no, I know. it's always the same story. But those are always people who were fed up with it, were disgruntled. Like, Why do you think they're fed up? No, I agree, but you don't hear from the people who, obviously, it's it's a bad argument, but you don't hear from the people who are on TV every week who <laughs> probably enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, yeah, for the most I mean, Roman part, Reigns will never complain. Like, this, he, Obviously. He but gave that, him everything. But that's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? So, like, to, to come out and just say, oh, he is ruining it, it is bad because of Vince McMahon, like, that's a stretch. You know what I'm saying? But... Will it be better when Triple H takes over? Probably. Whenever that is. I think that, however, we've been talking about this wild card and everything and nothing makes sense and everything is different every single week. There's one thing that for the past five, six weeks has held me over. And if I'm if I'm flipping through like back to Raw and a Met game or whatever and I'm watching or if I'm not home, there's one thing that I go out of my way to watch live every single week. And that is Bray Wyatt on the Firefly Funhouse. I was going to say R-Truth, but okay. That honestly is number two. He's my favorite thing going and on. We'll, and we'll get to that right no after. Close second. But the Firefly Funhouse has been so good and so intriguing, and you want to see what happens next. It's the only thing that I go out of my way to tune in live to watch. It doesn't even have me that much. Chris, what about you? It got me a little bit, like, about, like I mean, you're taking it to a new level. Like, I'm not going out of my way to Are we watch. ever going to see him? Is he ever going to wrestle? Well, I don't know, but I'm excited to see, like, there's the possibility I mean, the, of it. I mean, nah, the, cool, the cool gimmick looks pretty good. Like, when they do, like, the flashes of him being creepy, that looks cool. I'm all for that. But, like, I want to see him wrestle, and we've been saying this since November. I right. officially looked it up. We, we've been saying we want to see Bray Wyatt wrestle up. since November. that one event where yeah. he wrestled, like, in Cash or something. Like, yeah, it was And it was like, oh, he's cleared, and... <laughs> yeah, where is he? I don't know, but you know what? That was the other thing that got me really mad about Brock. They they made it seem like it was going to be him when they had Sami Zayn, like a big eighth man, lifted yeah. like by his feet, like it, it was really bizarre. It was like oh, this is something that wacky Bray Wyatt probably did, and then it wasn't. And then Bray it was Wyatt. Brock Lesnar. Um, this is going to be like which, one of like the vignettes. Where it's like oh, coming soon. How long are we going to see the the Funhouse until we, we see him? You know what? The, the only thing that is bothering me about it is that the past couple couple of weeks. Like, the announcers, like, are reacting to it. And every time it happens, they're just like, oh, what was that? Like, pretend it didn't even happen. What's going on here? You'd be better off. And when they show the crowd shots of the crowd watching it on the screen, is annoying. And what got me this week, what I was was so upset about, is right before they went to break, Michael Cole went, they put a big picture of it, the big image, and Michael Cole said, Stay tuned when we come back. The Firefly Funhouse. I was like, oh, boy. That's bad. That was bad. Like, this is such a cool thing, and I want it to stay that way. And there's so many possibilities. Bray Wyatt, he's basically brainwashing these children. (laughs) And it's out of this world. And he keeps going back and forth. He's 
this Mr. Rogers, Steve from Blue's Clues type guy wears a sweater, and then all of a sudden he puts on this mask. He's called himself the Fiend. It's almost like he's Pennywise from it. He's this clown. He's this weird thing, but it's just, it's. I can't look away because I don't know what's gonna happen. Speaking of uh, Michael Cole, are we expecting anything with Renee to happen? I th- I don't think so. No. I th- I think she'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, she'll be fine. And you like like John Moxley said, and the, the thing he like his wife's over there, so I wish her. She's gonna be doing her thing and everything like that. So, she'll. I think she, yeah, she'll be fine. Yeah, she I, posted that picture of him yesterday. I saw two of them, and like, I mean, they're married, but it's just like it's very well, a, much her. Uh, husband, apparently, yeah. a lot of people are getting like WWE wrestlers. If you saw, took to Twitter that night, like everyone was saying, "Oh my god, I love wrestling so much. This is so good for wrestling." It's it, good like, because it's competition. Yes, and pe- maybe not Vince, but the performers, the competitors, are gonna want to step up their game. I fully see why Vince would be mad at that, though. Like, you got, yeah. you got Sasha, you got Big E, you got all of them tweeting, like, oh, this is awesome, and, like, right. why are you tweeting that? You know it's not going to do anything positive for you or for Vince. Or, like, I don't no, no, first time in about a month. Klim, you're raising your hand. Yes, sir. So, speaking of Vince being mad, and, I'm, you know, we got ten minutes left. We had we to mention it. I mean, Sami Zayn name-dropping AEW live on it Raw. It was scripted. It was planned. <sighs> there's, I, I agree. There's, there's no – because you know what? If it wasn't planned, Sami Zayn wouldn't have a job. It was 100% planned. That segment was absolutely atrocious. I, they put these plants The electric in the, chair? You didn't like it? They put the, <laughs> it's they like put, the Bailey and Sasha forum. Come they on. put these plants in the crowd. They all forgot their lines. The one guy tried to put himself over. And then Sami just does the best he can to try. He's just burying these people. Like, his part, like, it was entertaining. Oh, yeah. I he enjoyed was good. It. But the just the idea behind it was atrocious. And then when he finally goes, you guys could have asked me anything. You could have asked me about AEW. And he just made that face and everybody gasped. No, it see, was great. And, Mark, you had mentioned yesterday in our group chat, you had said in the YouTube replay, they cut that part out. That was me, by the way. Um, it was I thought it was Mark. Whatever. Um, my fault. <laughs> anyway... That they do that because they want you they to want think. You to talk about it. Like, they want oh, you to talk about it. They want you Sammy's to think. In trouble. That, okay, exactly. So he's not in trouble. No There's no cares. way. And apparently, Vince told some people backstage. Like he told some people, yeah, he's gonna say the AEW thing. But some people didn't know and thought it was real. <laughs> so like a lot, there were a lot of conflicting reports. But there's no way that that wasn't. I don't know. Part of the show. No, the only reason I do think, like, I think it's 50-50, like, it was a work. Like, I'm, I'm not going to know which one it was, but, like, like you said, Matt, like, if it was a work, like, or if it wasn't, like, he just did it by himself doing it, they could have easily, like, bleeped it out or cut it or whatever. They could have done, done, I mean, they have, like, five seconds to, like, do it, it so. It, it's part You know of what show. I'm saying, though, right? I, yeah. I got you. He was supposed to say. But then, you know what that makes me even think more, like. So Vince is noticing AEW then. He knows it's around. There's, he can't not know it's happening. It, he knows. That's for sure. It's just he, it's just a matter of whether he cares about it Do you or think not. we're going to get Monday Night Wars again? No, I don't. Well, not right away, but I mean. Uh, who knows? I, I, think, I think it'd be good for everything. But it, I just, I, they can't compete. They can't compete with the WWE. They can put on incredible shows and great wrestling, but at the end of the day, the WWE is on top, and it's going to be there for the foreseeable future. Yeah, you're not wrong. And now we got two more things we got to talk about before we get to, well, one more before we get to takeover predictions for this weekend. You mentioned it, R-Truth, the 24-7 championship. A lot of people have been bashing, saying it's stupid, why did they do this? The, the title looks gross. The visual is terrible. But this is a great idea. Yeah, awesome. 100%. In 2019, to do this, they're going to have title change. Eventually, once R-Truth, like, if R-Truth's out of the picture eventually, and he doesn't have the championship, because they don't want to get it off R-Truth right now, because he's yeah. entertaining. But once somebody finally has it, this thing is going to be changing night and day. They're going to put it on Twitter. And, they're going to say, look, somebody just won the title. And right now, when it's on television, it's go- it's. It's fun. You have so many like underutilized guys and quote unquote jobbers and stuff to get them all involved. Just having them run around backstage like chasing our truth. It's funny. It's like enjoyable to watch. Right. It's your boy, your boy's chasing them too. You see three. Oh, that I think, was. I think, and Cedric I Alexander Matt's, too. I think Matt's off that wagon. That was ugly. It's, it's been ugly anymore. Um, no, no, no. He always. I, 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 I like. Just... I like the idea of the twenty four seven belt. Stupid name. Yes. 
Stupid belt. I don't agree. Yes. That's a stupid name. I, like, I don't stupid like the twenty four seven. It's the, the hardcore championship. Yeah, but it's just hardcore. It's just PG not television. named that. But anyway, twenty four seven is fine. I'm it, look, it, I it looks terrible. I think that it's like a Christmas vomit. Like when you <laughs> right, <laughs> right. That's that's a thing that Mark just said. That's a, that's a term, all right. They should um, just use the different. purple belt. The purple, the North American title looks cool. They could have done oh, something like that. Take that belt and twenty four seven. I don't know. But anyway. I, I think that they can only go up at this point. I'm looking forward to the rest of it. But NXT TakeOver, NXT TakeOver 25 in Bridgeport, Connecticut, this Saturday. Another tomorrow. F- another five match. Tomorrow, that's right. Another, I, didn't, I, I didn't even know what was happening. Another five-match card. We'll get into it right now. First match, Matt Riddle versus Roderick Strong. I think it's a no-brainer. I got Matt Riddle. Yeah, sounds about right. I'm going to take Roderick Strong. Really? Yeah. No context behind it. Just, <laughs> just I'm going to take Roderick Strong. I like Roderick Strong. Sure. I feel like no Undisputed con- Era could use no a win, context. too. I think that Matt Riddle is going to be the next number one contender for the NXT title. Is Johnny Gargano still hurt, or is he fighting? No, he's, he's got Adam Cole. Okay. So the next match, North American Championship, Velveteen Dream, Tyler Breeze. Another great match. I'm, I think that's going to steal the show. Dream. I got Dream, too. I'm going to take Breeze. Yeah, Tyler Breeze. Just because you're I bring- wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. Just because you bring him back so quick. That's actually a possibility, you think? Yeah, 100%. Mm. Um, There's the women's title match. It's Shayna Baszler defending against Io Shirai. I don't know. Shayna. I think Shayna's going to get called up. I got got Io Shirai. I think it's time. We say, I think it's been said for yeah, a while, should, but I think this one, I think it's running its course. No, but yeah, Io Shirai is going to get that. T- I don't know. But yeah, that's the also thing the, too. Because say Shayna, say Shayna wins, who would she fight next? Can't don't no one sell me on Candice LeRae. You can't sell me on Casey Cotanzaro, Zia Lee, yeah, any yet. any of those. Mia Yim, none of the not yet at least. So at least if you put the the title in Io Shirai's hands, those wrestlers can go up against. Yo, Shirai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not Shayna. Shayna no. can dominate every single one. I of think those. Shayna's going up. If she does anything in the main rosters, to be, uh, it's, you know, we'll so, see. So I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Io. I got Io Shirai and Shayna's mm. going up. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with Matt for once. We got two more matches. We have the vacant NXT Tag Team Championships because the Viking Raiders, <laughs> which that's the name they stuck with. They've been on TV. They um, haven't been okay, on TV. I haven't seen them in forever. All right. They vacated the NXT Tag Titles. So we're getting a four-team ladder match for the championships. The Undisputed Era, represented by Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish, versus the Forgotten Sons, represented by Wesley Blake and Steve Cutler. The Street Profits, Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins, versus Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch. Street Profits. Street Pro- I think... Wait, I, are we all going to say the Street Profits? That's what I was going to say, too. I think... This is a really good opportunity to give them the titles and make them the face of the NXT tag division. But I'm going to go with Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch. I'm going to say Street Profits, though, because like I feel like you know they were the former Evolve tag right. champions, so might as well give them some credit. At least. I think the only certainty is that it's not going to be the Forgotten Sons. What's happening with Undisputed Era? All right, I thought they like broke up. Yeah, it's like Adam Cole and. Roderick Strong have been have been butting heads a little bit, but the other two are still loyal to yeah they to Adam Cole. Or? Tr- I think they're trying to like bring everybody together, trying to do this whole thing. So and like, Cole's I, Cole's going to eventually fight. Uh, I th- Cole Cole Roddy Strong is probably where we're where we're headed, and it remains to be seen if that match will be contested for the NXT Championship or not, because Adam Cole has his rematch against Johnny Gargano. I think I think we're going to take Cole. With this match, I'm thinking, I love look, I love Johnny Gargano and everything like that, but I feel like you can, con- anytime these guys will go up against each other in the ring, it's going to be a great match no matter what, and they might drag it out like they not drag it out, but they might do it like what they did with Gargano and Ciampa last year, where it was like four four takeovers in a row where it was Ciampa Gargano for the title, and I think you could do this here because they'll put on great matches every single time. I think that this is the last time we're going to get this because I do think that the winner is going to defend against Matt Riddle at TakeOver Toronto the day before SummerSlam. I think Gargano has to has to keep it. I think he drops it to Riddle in the summer. SummerSlam's in Toronto? Yeah. Maybe they get a little uh, Trish Stratus appearance. Oh, I, think maybe. We'll, I think we'll definitely get some Trish Stratus That's appearance. my takeaway from all this. <laughs> <laughs> well, who do you got, Gargano or Adam Cole? I think Adam Cole. I feel like John Gargano should have came up when he 
came up originally with like the four of them. But they had to get him the title. But they had to give him the belt after uh, what's his name got hurt. Champa. Champa. What's his name? Ah, you know me and XD. That's, we, don't really get, we, don't, we don't get along. How's his recovery process? Um, we'll see him in two years. He's well, no, he's actually he's out of surgery and surgery weeks ago. Um, he's been he's been rehabbing. If you go on the WWE Performance Center YouTube, they've, there's this three part documentary about his injury and vacating the title. So the first two parts have come out. The third part isn't out yet. It's it's a tearjerker. It's it's incredible. They also put up the Triple H documentary when he uh, tore his pec. So if you don't have enough Triple H in your life, oh that one I I need to watch. <laughs> yeah, you dive into that yeah, one. Yeah, I might I might miss it. Who knows? But anyway, <laughs> NXT Takeover tomorrow. You know, plenty of Raw and SmackDown action. AEW is on the horizon. We'll see what happens. But this has been the phenomenal forum on the wave. The sound of L I U. It's good to be back.